Hello, my fellow nerds, and welcome back to Last Nerds on Earth presents The Five Crystals, a D&D adventure. I'm Mike, your host this week. I also play Oliver Blackthorn, the faceless halfling rogue. We last left our adventurers after finishing a brutal and taxing battle with the Sahagwin. Will our heroes make it to Waterdeep without another vicious attack? Let's find out together in The Five Crystals, a D&D adventure. Let's get into the campaign here. So where we last left off was at the end of the battle with the Sahagwin, which y'all didn't know what they were called, but they were called the Sahagwin. They're fish people, essentially. We had quite a few casualties across the boat. There are wounded sailors here and there. Lady Bianca and Watermelon Head were just finishing up their battles. Carlo was down below. Alagrax was right next to Philomena. Oliver, where were you at the end of it? I was at the bottom of the mast. That's right. Because I just came down from the crow's nest. Rain, you had yeah, just you were gotten helping out. Yeah, you were helping out Lady Bianca and yes. Watermelon. Yes, uh, I was, yes, I was, I was up on right. deck. All right. I'd gotten killed and like, decapitated one of them. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So the leader of the Sahagwin disappears into the depths of the water. And you notice there's actually probably about 10 more streams of underwater water. Does that make sense? I don't know. But you understand. Like, shoot away from the boat. Like, they're flying away, but underwater. And then you okay. also notice there's about 20 shark fins that fled with them. So that battle is over. The sailors are sort of trying to get up and clean up and, and, and check on each other. And, you know, people are bleeding all over the place. It's great. That's so weird. Sorry, this random wizard just popped up on D&D Beyond that says it's party time. Click to disable. But I'm going to just leave it up because <laughs> I don't want it to be party time. And so let's go ahead and go to Carly. You are under the boat. There is three people down there with you. Parid, uh, Mumsy, and Berkston. And Berkston looks like he is not doing good. He is clutching his stomach, and you can see uh, dark red blood coming from underneath his hand. And Mumsy is, oh my god, Berkston, Berkston, oh no, you can't, please. Parid is standing there, and he's a little shocked. He's just sort of, he's he's got a, a knife in his hand, and you know he had killed off one of the Sagwin, but he's not looking very good either. He's, his legs are shaky. Uh, what do you do? Uh, Mum, Mumsy, Mumsy, I need you to look at me right now. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, uh, take this. Okay. I hand her a healing potion. Okay. Take this and, and gives it to Braxton. Okay. Okay. I need to go. I need to go help. Okay. You want this? All right. Give it to him. Parid steps so up and he I... says, "I'll I'll help them out. I've I've, I've got this." And 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 they sort of turn and and begin to pour the healing potion into Braxton's mouth. All right. I put a hand on Perry's shoulder. Uh-huh. Uh, you you do good. And I give him a little hug. And then I run back up deck, because as far as I know, this shit's still going down. Okay, you make your way through the hallway and up the flight of stairs and reach into the sun-lit deck to look around, and you notice that there's no more fighting going on, but people are, you know, sort of trying to pick themselves back up. Who is the worst wounded person up there that I can see? Is it so Willis? Willis is pretty bad off but you notice he's actually got his own hand over one of his wounds and uh glowing light 
is coming from it and so you can sort of assess that he's taking care of himself the worst off would probably be a couple of the sailors you do notice there's about two or three of them that are not moving all right i'm gonna run up to the one closest to me and see if they're still alive he's he's not yeah okay so i'm I'm just gonna look around look around for somebody to heal because i got one potion left and i'm just looking to help Okay. Hold on, are, are we in initiative order right now, or is it... No, it's it's sort of free-floating, and, and I was going to um, sort of bring you guys into it as well. So, Carly, you're sort of looking around, trying to figure out, you know, who to help and, and how to heal them and stuff. Uh, what do the rest of y'all want to do? Alagrax, you sound like you want to do something. Yeah, well, I've got actual magic healing powers that I didn't have to spend gold on, so... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't spend gold on it. <laughs> I'm going to pick up Philomena, you know, keep her with me, and then go around and see if anyone's injured. Okay, so let's let's just, for the sake of narrative, let's say you guys move around and uh, you throw a couple of healing spells on people uh, that you can help. You bandaged up some of the sailors, and this takes sort of a good part of the afternoon. And finally, the rest of the sailors that passed away were given a, a funeral ceremony and they were sent off into the sea. Essentially, they were dumped over the side, but it was very ceremonious. Um, (laughs) At this time, Lady Bianca comes up to you and she goes, right, well, that's one problem down. The next one, we're stuck on a sandbar, it seems. Um, That seems to be part of little Fishy's plans, was to get us stuck, kill us, and then take what we have. Sure, I'm glad I had you guys around. By the way, would you like your daughter back? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Philomena, yeah. <laughs> come here. And uh, she runs over and, and hugs her mom's leg, and then uh, Watermelon Head comes over, and uh, she just sort of scrambles up and, and sits on his shoulder, and, and she's sort of, sort of like biting her, her fingernails a little bit nervously and just sort of looking around. Like, she's calmed down quite a bit, though, so... Um, right, so um, there is a uh, a, a ship uh, over there that uh, you know that we would like to check out, and, and while we're doing that, we might also need to figure out a way to get back off the sandbar. We we can get the sailors to either do one or the other. It sort of depends on what you guys think you might need to handle. Indeed, we could. I don't know what the rest of you think, but I think we could push really hard. Well. Go ahead and speak for yourself on that one, mate. Oh, yeah, you're you're like a dragon, so we're not dragons. I can speak to coming. <laughs> not very well. Oh, well, we've never spoken, uh, Draconic. Anyhow, I reckon we should check out that ship while we have the chance. First, right, I, I think we should we should get unstuck. We're kind of dead in the water as it is. Uh, telling when or if those things will come back uh well uh lady bianca yes hello yes uh have you uh run into this sort of thing before uh being stuck on a sandbar uh yeah actually we have um quite a few times we've we've run into yeah. it not not too many you know we're not terrible navigationists um but they do pop up from time to time and and we're more than adept at you know uh getting unstuck from them betwixt you know shovels and and oars and whatnot so yeah, I mean, um, my sailors can handle it, that's for sure. All so right, it sounds uh, to me that we need to just let the sailors take this over, 
push the ship off and then uh, we'll go over and look at the other ship. Yeah, oh, uh, that sounds pretty good. Okay, absolutely. I'll uh, I'll uh, have them uh, run you up a, a, a boat real quick. If you just want to head over to the port side there, we'll get you uh, sent over to the boat. Do we want to free the ship first before we go over there? Uh, if, we're, if we leave everybody else uh, unprotected, that might be bad. You know, we've got an alarm bell, so figure we ring that and y'all can come a-rowing. Uh, what do you guys think? Sounds good to me. I reckon we take advantage of the time we have. Besides, right, those, uh, those fish people seem to have run off quite uh, <laughs> quite quickly. They're not uh, they're not usually so aggressive. It's very interesting. Does it have to do with the half a body right there? That's kind of freaking me out. The half a body? Yeah, there's half of a fish man right there. Um, no, it, it, it's probably not because of half of a fish man. But, um, and she sort of nods to Watermelon Head and he just goes, <laughs> and then kicks it over the side. All right, that's taken care of. Right, so, okay, well, we've got, uh, we'll get the boat ready, and then we'll, uh, send you on over. She issues a couple of orders to sailors, and, uh, a couple of them break off from, uh, tidying up, and go over to get the boat prepared. It's gonna take a few minutes for him, and you, uh, you see Willis sort of standing near you guys, and it looks like he's, he's wanting to come up and talk to you, but he's, he's a little bit, a little bit nervous, it looks like. I'll wave him over. Oh, um. Yeah, right, sorry. Um, yeah, I was, yeah, you know, oh, well, um, y you know, I'm... What's your name, mate? Uh, w Come Willis. Say it. Will Willis, Willis Carrington. Um, yeah, and he sticks his hand out. Uh, nice, nice to meet you. Shake his hand. I said, what do you, what do you need, but, okay. Well, um, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, uh, what I, I needed so much as what you might need, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good in a pinch, and, and I heard you were going to check out the other boat, and, and so I thought, uh, maybe I'd you know, come along and, and help you out if, if, if that's okay. A turn to the party quizzically. Uh, I say, I say yes, I like him a lot. He's, Can he's I... good in my book. He, uh, pretty much the reason I'm standing at the moment. He seems much less, uh, in meta. He seems a lot less suave to me right now. Can I, like, check insight, see if anything's up? Yeah, you can roll an insight. Alright, that's a two. Nice. <laughs> Is that on your new dice? Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting the bad ones out of the way. So, I mean, basically, you can just see that he's he's a little bit nervous. I believe we'd all be happy to have the company. All right, that's great. Hey, hey Willis, I, I want to talk to you about uh, your magic later. That, that was amazing. Oh, yeah, just, um, you know, uh, just, you know, trust in your god and, and he'll help you out when you need it. So, all right, let's, uh, let's move on. All right, all right. He goes ahead and runs back inside, grabs his, and you see him reemerge a few moments later with a, a small backpack on his back and a, uh, you know, a short staff with him. And he says, all right, ready to go. So you guys load up into the boat. I'd like to do one thing before sure, we go, sure, actually. Sure. Philly's still there? She's sort of moved off with her mom and, and Watermelon Head as they've started to get stuff together. I would like to cast a minor illusion next to her of okay. a very tiny Watermelon Head dancing. <laughs> okay. To, to try to make her laugh to lift her spirits a bit. So, you know, you sort of wiggle your fingers and a little bit of 
little bit of smoke trails out of them and they move it moves across the deck and actually climbs up on watermelon head without him noticing and you see a tiny little watermelon head on his shoulder just sort of busting out some of the latest uh, dance moves she doesn't notice at first but soon she looks over and she starts giggling and then she starts laughing <laughs> and watermelon head looks over at her and then he sees her looking and he looks on her shoulder and he's a little confused but he just goes <laughs> all right <laughs> and tell are these uh most latest dance moves what are the latest dance moves yeah <laughs> uh there's one called the falconeer and uh, I can't, I can't even put it into words how awesome it is. And then there's, there's one called the Happy Jostler. That one's a good one. That one's really big in the, in the taverns. The Happy Jostler. And then there's the Donkey Kick. These are all real, and I didn't make them up right now. I promise. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> how about the Drunken Bard? The Drunken Bard is a classic. That's more of a classical, old school dance. But you might know it. Right. So. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, you guys go ahead and jump on the boat. Willis joins you. There's a couple of sailors in there with you, so it's you, uh, you four, two sailors and Willis, and the sailors begin to row you over towards the boat, and I'd like you guys to make uh, perception checks for me. Nat 20. Okay, so you guys, as you're getting closer and closer, Carly, you specifically notice that the boat itself is not flying any flags. You do see a few strands of cloth up at the top, but they seem to have been either ripped away or just fallen away due to weathering. The boat itself is not in very good condition. It looks like it's been, you know, generally boats get varnished and, and re-up. It looks like it's been there for several months, at least. There's cracks along the banisters. The rudder itself, which you can sort of see poking out, is is cracked and almost split in half. Um, so, from what you can tell, the boat has been there for quite a while. And you do get right up alongside it, and there is several pieces of rope hanging over the side that you could attempt to climb up, and then there are actually also a couple of holes in the side above sea level. So it's not like taking on water. Okay, do they look like holes from like a, a cannonball? Uh, give me an investigation. Impact. 10 plus 2, 12. So it looks like, yeah, they did come from a certain type of weapon, either a cannonball or another projectile launching weapon, to where the um, pieces of wood are broken inwards. Oh, guys, this has been here a while. They got in a battle. It, it's been a long time. There's no flags either. What the heck? Somebody take the flags? Well, no better way to find out than checking it out. Climbing these holes right here. I don't want to be paranoid, but it feels like a trap. We should definitely be on a guard. Yeah, and uh, we should definitely keep someone or two people by the boat, just in case. Keep an eye out for those fish guys. The two sailors. Yeah, well, uh, that's sort of sort of overfull. Well, you know, if we'll, we'll keep an eye out out here, and, and if you need us, just give us a holler. We'll come right in. It's no problem at all. I uh, look at them very surprised. Oh, I didn't even see you there. Oh, hey. Hello. 
Natural 20 perception, and he misses the sailors. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the boat, man. Classic Carly. Classic. We so focused. So yeah. focused on the boat. I just, I, just, I just thought of an important question. I just want to check. Uh, none of the sailors with us are wearing red shirts, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one ha one has a red and white striped shirt. The other one just sort of has a leather vest, um, and they are they both have pants on, which is important. One's got one's got a uh, an eye patch, and the other one has like a long goatee that he's braided. You know, if you guys need flavor text for that for some reason. I feel like the fact that you went out of your way to point out that both of them were wearing pants. It's important. <laughs> Everybody is wearing Pretty pants. Important. Everybody is wearing pants. Okay. No one has their dicks out. Nobody's got anything out. All well, Car Carly hasn't been wearing pants the whole time, guys. Carly has pants. It's in his profile picture. I looked at it. I know. I, I drew him with pants. <laughs> he drew, even I drew every person underwear. with pants. <laughs> I drew him with pants. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so, what do you guys want to do? Can we climb through those holes? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, they're they're easily you can easily make your way in there, and as you do, the darkness of the boat itself sort of, I mean, you can see through. Uh, there are holes on each side, so there's light shining in from both directions, essentially. So you have it's it's not dim light per se, like mechanically speaking, it's not dim light, but it is sort of a little bit darker, and and you can see dust motes every time you take a step, sort of floating around. You guys find yourselves in the middle of the galley, uh, where you know they would all gather to eat the supposed uh, crew members of this ship. And are they still you know hanging around? Roll me a perception check. I love these new dice. That's a three. <laughs> uh, from what you can tell, it's it's been abandoned. So there's long tables, and they're all everything's bolted down. And off to your right, you can sort of see the the kitchen area. It's not necessarily a separate room, but it does have like uh, a place to make a small fire if you needed to, and some cooking utensils here and there. You can also see that there are plates still on the table but most of the cutlery and, and utensils and everything are on the floor. To your left is a doorway that you presume leads either further into the ship or, or to a ladder or something like that. And then to your right is, is the kitchen, which is right up against the back of the ship. Let me check out the kitchen. Yeah, uh, let's see if they got any snacks. Okay, so who all's, are you all just sort of walking together? I'm sort of intrigued by the plates. Okay. I think um, I want to do an investigation on the plates. Yeah, roll an investigation for me. 14 plus 115. Okay, you grab one of the plates and you sort of look at it, and it's got not necessarily ornate designs on it, but it's got some small designs on it. They are wooden, and there are a little bit of designs to it that looks like somebody took, you know, an extra five minutes to make these a little bit nicer than your standard just, you know, pirate or, or you know, like cargo ship plates i relate what you said yeah yeah, to yeah. oh that's a cool design somebody spent some time on that doesn't really seem like something that your average run-of-the-mill sailors would be doing this seems like someone who would have a bit of a higher class boredom is a hell of a drug oh, it's also well, very possible i haven't known too many uh sailors or pirates then i, I yell back to the guys in the boat oh hey have, have you guys ever uh made designs in your plates 
your silence for a few seconds. What? Hello? Hello? <laughs> what? Designs it like playing with our food? No, like carve it into your plate. Like carve our food cool into looking. the... Like... Like... Wait, like a design or something? Yeah. No? <laughs> Alright, well that's solved. Okay, thanks! Fail to see how yep. important. Everything's important. You just gotta ask people. Alright, um... Alright, <laughs> we'll get Allegrax yeah, into the I'll kitchen now. Along. So Allegrax and, and, and Sky mosey on over to the kitchen. And you guys, you look around a little bit. Yeah, there's a few cabinets here and there. It looks like that while there is still food there, it's it's moldy and disgusting. There are cooking utensils there. There is one big pot that looks like it has been, that it has fallen over, and there is a dark stain by it. Does the stain just look like a normal food stain? Yeah, it's a normal food stain. Um, you can sort of <laughs> tell they were, you know, whoever was cooking didn't have time to grab it when whatever stopped the ship, stopped the ship. Fair enough. Here's a question. In the, in the, oh, the word, the word just completely escaped me. Cupboards? Uh, well, the area of the ship we climbed into. The galley, tables. yeah. Thank you, the galley. Sorry, my brain just quit on me. Um, <laughs> there are any bodies? Roll me a perception check. Yes. I love this. So much dice rolling. I'm trying. <laughs> 16. 16. So you sort of look around and you notice that one of the larger cabinets on the ground, unlike the others, which are all either cracked open or, or wide open, is closed completely. I'm gonna approach it. I'm gonna peek inside. It is locked. It is locked. With your with your 16, you can also notice that the hinges look like they've been almost forced out. Pull harder, mate. Pull so out my is crowbar. It, is, it like, is it like properly locked or is it like jammed? From what you can tell, it's locked. It's not just like, they're not just like stuck. There's a mechanism there. You can see a, a small key lock and it is locked. I wanted, I wanted to check because those are two entirely different solutions. That's, yeah, that's that's fair. So I'm, I'm going to try to jimmy the lock. Okay, roll a dexterity check, I suppose. Or no, sleight of hand. No, that wouldn't be sleight of hand. Yeah, roll me a dexterity check. A 16. Okay, with the 16, you take out one of your, well, you don't have that. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, you're fine. See if there's a particular thing you could use on it. I can hand him my thieves tools. Oh yeah, do you want to do that? Yep. Okay, you hand over your thieves tools. You take them. You're not proficient in them, so you don't get that your proficiency bonus, but you already got it. So you sort of dig in a little bit, and after a moment, you hear a click, and before you can pull away, a body sort of bursts out of it and then rolls onto the ground, unmoving. And there you go. Yeah. I pull out my short staff, and I'm getting ready. Poke it or something? <laughs> getting ready for it to move against us at this point. Uh, Just kind of burst out. You can tell the the body is is dead. He's completely immobile, not moving. The body itself looks looks like it has been, and I, I know this is going to put something in your head, but it's been drained dry. He's he's basically somebody roll me a medicine check real quick. Mm, okay, I'm not too good on it. 14, okay. Uh, I was no good, ouch. I got a 5, so no. Alright, so Alec Grax, you can tell this guy starved to death. He's, you know, weathered and, and just skinny and 
yeah, he starved to death essentially. Well, I mean, actually, technically, he'd probably die of dehydration first, and then, you know, but yeah, he, he starved to death, essentially. Interesting. Is there anything, you know, can I search, ruffle through his pockets, see if he has like a note or something? Yeah, roll an investigation check for me. Investigation is going to be 12. 12, okay. There's no note. He does have on him what appear to be some cooking implements. There is a spatula and a ladle that he has on him. I'm gonna take the ladle. Okay, add one ladle to your inventory. <laughs> I, I poke the body with my stick. I, I'm uh, reasonably right. confident, like, he's dead, dead. There's, you don't, don't need to poke him. Oh, oh, I never poked. I never poked a dead body before. You know, you got to get these things out of the way. I hope you. I hope you never poked a dead body. Have <laughs> you? Several of them. Well, I, I never poked it. I just burned it or something. Why is that a thing? You feel something you need to do? I have this bucket list, so now I don't have that on it anymore. I want to see your bucket list one of these days, because you've got some strange things on there. I pull out a notebook from my hair. Uh, now oh. we're in a thing with blank. Oh, all right. When well, we're not, when we're not, you know, dealing with murderous sea creatures and <laughs> apparently ghost ships, I want to have a look at that bucket. All right, no problem. Meantime, maybe we should stick to the task at hand and, you know, investigate this abandoned ship. Hmm? Yeah. I'm gonna look at the body for a second and turn to you guys and say, you think that he was put in there alive? It looks to me like he either starved to death or was dehydrated, and this kitchen is full of, admittedly, somewhat spoiled food, so I'd reckon he definitely couldn't get out of his own court, so yeah, well, just, he may, maybe Why would someone him, lock him in a, in a cupboard like that? Oh, well, maybe he was in timeout. <laughs> Well, maybe he locked himself in there. I, I locked myself in a in a in a room before. Locked himself in to hide from for attack this ship. But the lock was on the outside. How could he have done that? That's an interesting That's question. question. Well, uh, push it closed and see if it's locked again. Can you lock it and then just push it closed? What, what kind of lock is that? Okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do an investigation on the lock. Yeah, go ahead. The the rogue that didn't. Pick the lock. <laughs> <laughs> 16 plus 1, 17. So the lock itself can only be locked from the outside. Just as I thought. This can well, only be locked from the outside. Then let's keep our eyes open. We may not be alone on the ship. Alright, uh, we should make this pretty quick. You never All know right, what's so gonna happen. Alright, well then let's go back to the galley and explore that other door. Yep. Alright. Yep. Right. So uh, you guys way. want to go through the door? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Just what you, you do with doors. Walk well, <laughs> You guys spent 15 minutes on a lock, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right, you. Uh, a very important lock. You walk across the galley and you come up to the door. You open it up and down it is a long hallway. At the end of the hallway is a ladder leading to the surface. To your immediate right, there is another ladder that looks like it goes down further into the gal, or sorry, not the galley, um, further into the belly of the ship. And along the corridor, there are doorways all along it. And to your left, you see one of the doorways and looking into it, you can see that there is a, uh, there's a bedroom in there. And if you guys want, 
Oh, well, yeah, you, there you go. I have given you the information. Now make a decision. Let's take a room. Yeah, yep. I'd like to poke my head down below since I have dark vision. Let's take a look down there. Okay, and I will tell you, sorry, there's probably about seven rooms in total. Four on the left and three on the right. So, Carly, you're going to sort of take a look underneath? Yep. All take right. The left. Someone else take the right. I'll go right. The left. Okay, have the ranger stand guard. Or you can head upstairs or whatever. I don't know. It's up to him. Okay, so, Carly, we're going to have you roll me a perception check as you peek down below. Four plus one, five. So you can see the immediate area right below you. Uh, from what you can tell, there is a broken crate. And other than that, there, you know, the dust and sort of the remains of the ship, you can't really see too much further just from the angle that you're at. To see anything else, you'd have to go down into it. All right, oh, guys, I don't, I don't see anything. I think I'm going to go down. So if you hear me uh, scream. Scream loudly. <laughs> Keep an ear out. Uh, I don't think I have a problem with being loud. All right, and to sort of expedite y'all's search, I'm just going to have you each roll an investigation check, and we'll just do that for all of the rooms. That way it's not like roll an investigation. Okay, this has that, and then, you know, so... Um, yeah, that's pretty repetitive. We'll start with Oliver. Go ahead and roll your investigation. 13. 13, okay. So you move past the ladder and go through the first doorway on your right, and the room is ramshackled. You can tell that there were four beds, two bunks, basically, one at the bottom, one at the top, and a cabinet in here. The cabinet is completely smashed. The beds have been uh, turned over as best they can. And from what you can tell, there is absolutely nothing left in this room but uh, shattered timber and some blankets and pillows. That's about it. The second room you go into is essentially in the same state. Everything's been ramshackled. But you're able to find a small dagger underneath one of the pieces of wood that's in there. It's not very ornate. It looks like just sort of a basic dagger. Okay. Uh, and then you go into the third and last room on the right. And this one is, is the exact same with the exception that the wall that the cabinet is usually on has been blown through. And you can see off across the horizon, um, you can see the ocean out there. And the particles of what would be the beds are scattered about the room and blown also into the hallway. Right. And uh, let's go ahead and Allegrax will have you roll an investigation. That's an 18. 18? Okay. So the first room you go into is in the same state as Oliver's. It's ramshackled, shattered. The second room is the same. There is, you know, four beds, cabinet. There is actually also a crack in the wall that runs the length of it from top to bottom. The third room, you do notice that there's also a small chest in there. The lock on it has been broken. And when you open it up, there are two gold pieces still left in it. Um, and then the fourth and final room is in the same state as the rest of them. It's just ramshackled all over. So that's sort of what you guys find throughout. You do notice that there are, as you guys are looking through, there are a couple of personal effects. There's, you know, a couple of photographs, more like drawings, I guess, in this, in this time, you know, that have been up on the wall there is you know like a pair of glasses there's a coat here or there but nothing of real value especially after the time that it's spent on the boat so from what you determined this is the crew's quarters and anything of value has been removed for the most part i do want to stop right here 
you guys did get a short rest. I've already clicked it for you in D&D Beyond. You guys did get a short rest while they were getting the boat prepared. So you guys have gotten back some hit points. And I think... I'm just going to max out y'all's hit points. It honestly probably won't matter. But anyways, um, so that's what you found from the uh, investigation there. Rain, what would you like to do? I'm actually going to go up but look topside. Okay, so you approach the stairs leading to the top side, and you notice that one of the, it at one time had two doors on it. One of them is completely gone, and the other one is hanging by a hinge, uh, and it's a fairly decent door. Uh, you know, it's it's got a little bit of carvings and decorations on it, not too uncommon from your basic transport ship. And you step into the sunlight, which blinds you for a second, and you look across the deck and there are bodies strewn all over the place off to your left there is they've been picked pretty clean by any seabirds that have made it out this far so it's mostly just withered bodies some skeletons and they all look completely decimated any particular body looks like say a captain or a first mate the um, one that stands out Let's do an investigation check. Actually, uh, it'd be perception on this, sorry. Right. Uh, so, plus three, so 20. 20. Um, looking around, everybody here looks like normal crew members. With your perception check, you do notice that if you did a quick count of the beds, that everybody is accounted for, save for two. And with the perception check, I'll even give you that it looks like they were fighting something. You can see scoring marks across the deck. You can see shattered pieces of wood everywhere. A couple of the bodies definitely have slash marks. Um, some have broken bones. So there was a large-scale battle that happened here. The mast itself is in bad, bad repair. Up in the crow's nest, there is one body that looks like it's got a few arrows sticking out of it and behind where you just came out of there's basically a large it's, it's like a house sized walled off area i want to say it's like a cabin up in there and there are two stairs on either side uh, the port and starboard that lead up to that cabin uh, make my way over to that cabin all right um yeah, uh, that's fine. You make your way up the stairs. They are shattered a little bit and broken, but you do make it up the stairs with no problems. The doors to it are gone. They've been shattered, and it looks like they've been kicked in. And you step inside the cabin, and there is a single body slumped over a desk. It looks like a map desk, which is essentially uh, it's a large wooden desk that has the map of Faerun and the seas surrounding it, or off it carved into it and looking around the room you notice at one time this was a very nice office probably for the captain you can assume and there is a large cabinet off to the right that's almost in splinters there's a few ornate picture frames still on the wall but everything looks ramshackled and essentially destroyed i'm actually gonna look around the room specifically for anything to identify what this ship was, uh, who the captain was, uh, check the body, stuff like that. Alright, uh, let's roll an investigation on this. So, nine. 
you can't really find much. The the body itself is dressed a little bit finer than those outside. You can assume that's the captain, or was at one point. It is preserved slightly better just because it hasn't been out in the sun as much, but it is clear that this person has been dead for, for months. Uh, they've got, you know, a nice hat that's on the floor next to them. And there are a stack of papers underneath them. If you want to grab them and look at them, I can let you know what those say. Yeah, I do I do take the papers. I also take the hat, just because it's a nice hat. <laughs> it um, is a nice hat. I'm keeping the hat. All right, add one fancy I do, hat. I do, do look at the papers. All right, from what you can tell, it's a passenger manifest. There's also logistics on there. So there was, you know, like they had x number of passengers there's not really any names on there and then it's you know this many people need this much food and da 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 da, da and how much will it cost uh, that type of stuff so if you wanted to pocket that but that's all you can sort of surmise it looks like there's also a travel voucher for waterdeep which allows you to dock at waterdeep take that when handy Yep. Other than that, there's not much left in the room, so we'll we'll go ahead and jump back over to Carly, who is climbing down the ladder. Correct? Yep. All right. So you step, step, step down the ladder. No dex check needed. It's a five. So unless you wanted to try and roll it, you could. No, I, I think I can handle that. I'm good. Okay. You step off of the ladder and into calf high water. It looks like that there are some cracks in the boat itself that have filled this up to about calf deep for you and looking around there are boxes and barrels none of which are in any good condition essentially i'm just gonna look around see if i could see anything out of the ordinary for being in a boat i guess okay let's do a perception check five plus one six nothing out of the ordinary i mean for for a boat that's been essentially destroyed and abandoned it looks pretty pretty basic just destroyed barrels crates there are you know those those uh, net hanging nets they have that usually has like mm -hmm. either cannonballs or or like fruits and vegetables in them yeah okay there's one of those but there's nothing in it okay and nothing in the other barrels or anything they're just empty they're they're cracked or in splinters basically it looks like the cargo portion of this ship took some blows from, from cannonballs and were destroyed or those that came and you know investigated this after the fight either destroyed the crates or took what was of value i'm gonna head out after i just do one pass walking around just making sure that i don't miss something nah it's all it's all bugged all right all right so, i go back up all right we'll uh we'll have you guys reconvene on the deck with uh rain so that way we can sort of get y'all all together that way I can drop a nuke right on you. No. So you guys <laughs> you guys group up on the deck. The three of you just now for the first time seeing the carnage across the deck. You know, blood stains here and there. Clear signs of a battle and a struggle on the deck of the ship. Can I divine sense, see if there's any fishy not dead but also dead things? So with divine sense you can detect good and evil. Uh, you wouldn't well, be I can detect Anything by anything hollowed or consecrated, any celestial fiend or. Oh, okay, undead. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, go ahead and um, if you want to. Yeah, I'm doing that. You cast out a brilliant white light, sort of radiates across your body and then out along the deck and towards the sea in a 60 foot radius, and you do not detect anything of the sort. Doesn't seem to be anything unnatural in these parts. Whatever happened here. 
is at its peace and left. Well, you say we do the same thing then. Yeah, and if there's nothing else to see here. Oh yeah, whoever was here took uh, everything below deck. Can we see the other ship from here? Yeah, you guys are probably about, probably like 100 meters, I would say. So not, not super far off in terms of nautical distance. So you can see the other ship, the, the sailors are working at the sandbar, you know, they're, they're out in boats and they're digging and pushing and pull, not pulling, but digging and pushing essentially. All right. Well then yeah, let's head back there. You guys didn't find anything? Found a nice hat. Oh, oh yeah, Rain oh. Is, is wearing a very nice three-pointed hat, basically like a old, well, let's, let's, you know, the Captain Barbados from uh, Pirates it's of the Caribbean. Caribbean? Yeah, it's that hat, but it's like, a little bit fancier. <laughs> I like that hat. That's, that's pretty sweet. Can't have it. It's my hat. <laughs> oh. I, I don't do hats. They burn off pretty easily. Good point. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, are we going to head back? That's for the best. It doesn't seem like there's much left here for us. So you guys cross over to the side of the boat. I think it was the I think it was the port side where the smaller ship was docked, and, and there are some ropes running down to it. And you make your way down to the little boat, and the sailors begin to row you back to the other ship. As you're getting there, the other sailors are finishing up getting the boat unstuck, and Lady Bianca and Watermelon Head are sort of overseeing things and, and helping and, and pushing and digging. So um, as you guys get back they essentially have removed the boat from the sandbar. Right, um, what'd you guys find? Nothing really. Uh, Nothing no, not much. Well, they were attacked over there. Some, there was some fancy plates. There are lots of dead bodies. Oh, lots oh of them. What, uh, yeah. what, what happened? From the looks of it, they were attacked <laughs> similar to how we were, but they, uh, lost. Oh my, okay. Well, any, yeah, any but they, they got hit by cannonballs though too so it's a little oh, different did they? okay well the fish people didn't use cannonballs so it's hard to tell isn't it okay well we're uh we're just about done here if uh you guys want to go ahead and get on up and, and and we'll go ahead and and start to head out right, i'm gonna turn over to willis oh it was nice having you you were a little bit quiet the whole time though <laughs> i totally forgot about willis. <laughs> <laughs> willis oh man yeah you know just um taking it all in you know, I'm, I'm the quiet type. Kind of sit in the back, play it cool. Right. <laughs> he goes up, he goes up for a high five on Carly. Oh, I give him a high five. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah. Right. Classic, classic All Willis. Right. Classic Willis. That's what they call me. They call me Classic Willis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they finish getting the boat off of the sandbar. And they they head off towards the starboard side, the right side, and they you actually swing around the um, moored ship, and there are just as many there's just as many if not more cannonball holes on the other side, but you can see it is also stuck on one of the sandbars. It looks like, and so you move off into the distance, and so you guys move off on your way towards Waterdeep. All right, I think I'm gonna try to talk to Willis definitely want to learn more about his magic okay so he's standing on the bow so we're gonna have a conversation with you what do the other members of the group want to do i'm gonna actually hand off any of the important papers particularly the docking pass over to captain okay lady bianca because, sure. like, uh, i'm sure lady bianca will be able to find a better use for it than i can i don't actually own a boat so that's true you don't own a boat but maybe one day you will. Well, I figure in this case, like, she might find it more valuable than I will. Yeah, yeah that's true. So we'll have you 
talk to Lady Bianca in a moment. Oliver and Allegrax, what do you guys want to do? I'm going to check in with Barkston, see how he's doing. Okay, and Oliver. Uh, probably just be focusing on security duty and... You're just gonna, um, like, patrol around the... Yeah, I mean, whatever. Just help it out wherever they need me. Okay. And trying to keep my mind off the fact that we're going to Waterdeep. Gotcha. Okay. So, you guys, we'll start with Carly. Willis is checking in on a couple of the sailors that are still a little bit worse off. They are still up on deck and they are sort of performing to their duties as best they can. But he's sort of checking on them, making sure that they're still, you know, alive. And, and doing well. You approach him and he goes, oh, um, Carly, yes, uh, right, Carly? Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got it, man. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I'm a little insightful there. Um, how can I help you? What's, uh, are you okay? You feeling all right? Uh, motion sickness or anything? Oh, no, I, I'm good. I, I, I threw up before we got on the ship. Nobody saw it, though. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Well, I so, mean, that's, yeah, that's one way to yeah, handle it. That was sure. a long time ago. For so, sure. But yeah. I've been good. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I saw you, uh, you, you were very heroic and you, you have pretty cool magic, and obviously I like magic. I was wondering if you could teach me a little bit about your magic. It, you, you could save people, and I'd like to save people. Oh, um, I mean, yeah, it's this uh, basically, it's, it's sort of wisdom infused um, from my god, and, and you know, it's, it allows me to use the god's warmth basically to, to heal people if I need to. So, you know, it, it's, it's really all, all him. Oh, yeah. well, that, that's interesting. My, my goddess is uh, cut all over the place, but I like her. Oh, uh, um, what, is, uh, what is your goddess, by the way? Uh, well, Saloon? She's, uh, she's the goddess of the, of the moon. Her, her moods change quite a bit, kind of like mine. Oh. But I keep it, I keep that under wraps. Well, that's, you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's usually good to, you know, maybe not lash out at those that you get close to. It's very important to, to have, have a release, uh, for your anger. So if, if there are times when you're feeling yourself getting, you know, really mad or upset or something, you know, there's always the take a deep breath, that kind of thing, back away from the situation, but you also need to let those emotions come out of you at some point, otherwise they could, not to put too fine a point on it, burn you alive from the inside out. Yeah, th that's the problem. E ever since I was little, mm -hmm. I'm basically fire, so I'm just, I'm pissed off all the time. Yeah. I just, I just act like I'm not. Okay. So what? What gets you mad, Carly? Well, when people walk in front of me sometimes, uh, when people make fun of me, uh, when people drop a glass in front of me on purpose, uh, when they uh, make fun of me. Yeah. Uh, did I say make fun of me? You, uh, you did, how about, but that's okay. Yeah, well, there was one time that there was this hay situation, but I got it back. I got him back for that. Did, uh, now, pretty now, much, did you, did uh, pretty you... much everything, actually. Okay, now the hay situation, you didn't hurt anybody, did you? Oh, no, no, um, I just dumped hay on him when he was, uh, passed out drunk. Okay. Well, that's, that's, uh, quite the revenge plan. I'm sure if, if, if the worst you get mad and, and do revenge about is putting hay on people, I'm sure it's not too bad. Oh, no, I, I only use violence to help people right, right that's, now. That's, that's good, that's good. So... My god, Lathander, is a god of birth and renewal, and that's that's great for me because in my own history, I myself have, have, you know, dealt with anger issues, and, you know, I've had a past life beyond this where I didn't act 
the way you should act. I didn't value my neighbor or him or his possessions rather and it, and it led to some pretty dark times in my life. So it's important to know where you stand and what you what what you really want out of life. For me at at a time it was just money. I just wanted money. And then when I found myself nearly dying on this doorstep to the Temple of Lathander and I was taken in and they helped me I knew that my goal would be one, to seek forgiveness for my wrongdoings, and two, to help other people live their best life, to, to be reborn if they needed to be, if that's what they wanted, if that's what they needed out of life, to be reborn. That's what Lathander's all about. I'm, I'm not going to do it here, but I, I will pray for you, and we can also sort of discuss maybe the intricate workings of your god and see if she can speak to you as well the way Lathanda speaks to me. I think I'd like that. I, I don't think I've actually really just spoken to her. I just imagine her in my head. That's the same thing. If you can speak out loud verbally, or you can just picture her in your head and connect that way with her. It's however, whoa, it's however whoa, you want yeah. to talk and speak with her. That's how it works, Carly. I I didn't I didn't know that. I thought I thought you actually saw you just saw your god. Well, yes and no. Some clerics are very very lucky, and the god will come down in form and talk to them, speak to them, and guide them. For me, I've been taking hints from Lathander, and he'll guide me where I need to go. He spoke to me after the battle, and he said, "You need to go with these adventurers in case they get into any trouble." And thank God, thank Lathander more specifically you didn't run into any trouble and it could have been because i was there and if i had not been possibly you might have gotten into something and you would have been hurt possibly even killed but luckily you know lethanda intersected and it's not always in words carly they won't always come down and say this is what you need to do you need to pick up on the hints and that's something only happens over time and with practice and really digging into what they want from you and for you oh oh man i i, I think i want to I think I want to pray to her. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna do that. That's good. You pray to Saloon, and if you want, I can help you. I, I would like that a lot. All right. So um, you guys sort of talk a little bit further into the night. We'll leave that there, and we'll go over to Rain, who you want to talk to Lady Bianca about the the papers that you collected, correct? Correct. Okay. So she's up by the um, the helm, talking with her. Mike, what do you call the dude who steers a boat? Helmsman. Helmsman? Helmsman. Helmsman, thanks. Um, I was going to call him the boat driver guy. Helmsman works a lot better. I mean, I mean, boat driver guy isn't technically wrong. It's, it's actually... It's boat driver man. Boat, boat driver dri man. <laughs> well, it is, a, it is a guy up there, but um, <laughs> she's sort of talking to him and, and sort of, you know, discussing sort of their, their navigation and whatnot. But it doesn't, it's, she's not deep in conversation. It's more like a side, you know, like, how's the weather? Great. Nice helm. Thanks. But anyways, uh, you approach her and she says, oh, Rain, it's good to see you. Uh, are you okay? I, I know the boat apparently was under attack and that sounds terrible. Um, how can I help you? Are you okay? Oh, I'm, I'm fine. I wanted to give you these. I pull out the papers and uh, I hand them over and I'm like, I figured you might get more out of these than I would. I, I'm not a sailor by trade, so there's a lot in here I flat don't understand. Okay, let's. Okay, well, this. I mean, this is basically just sort of statistical documents. What they were carrying, um, who they had on board. It looks like they had about uh, 
21, 20 or 21 uh, actual crew members, and then they had um, a few passengers as well, and then it looks like just food and water, um, doesn't look like they were a particular cargo ship, let's see, no, okay, and they were headed to Waterdeep, I see, okay, well, here is one thing, they were going to drop off the passengers, unload their cargo, and it looks like they had orders to pick up some more cargo, but this, this is dated months ago. It did look like everyone on the ship had been dead quite some time. Oh my gosh. Well, the only thing I can think of, if, you know, you said cannonballs, and you said, you know, that everybody was dead, and, and there was nothing left there, no, nothing of value, I'm not... I'm not trying to steal anything there, from you, I'm just... There was, there was one odd thing that mm -hmm. we couldn't really quite make out. Seemed like the cook was locked inside one of his own cabinets. Like he had locked himself in? No, the, the cabinet locked from the outside. Someone locked him in there. They didn't They didn't kill him? They didn't stab him? Not, not as far as we could tell. Did seem brained? All the, all the fluid inside him sucked out. Oh, the fl oh no. I've heard of this once before. This was years ago when I, I wasn't even captain of my own ship at the time. I was running with a few crew members and they spoke of something like this, but it doesn't make any sense. The only thing I can think of, something that would drain him. I need to do a little research on this. Do you mind if we talk a little bit later on this? I need to look some things up, if that's okay. Oh. And then we need to, because if I'm right, but I don't want to be. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, no, give me a shout when you're ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. We, I mean, we've still got a few crew members under the weather here, and I, I just want to make sure we're on the right track. But within within oh. the next few days, for sure, I'll, we'll have a discussion about this. I might need to talk to all four of you if, if what I believe is true. In the meantime, true. I'll uh, jump in and lend a hand where I can since we lost a couple hands. Well, I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, really, we just need help rigging up a few things here and there, but... I mean, we're, we're, we're a good crew. We're smart. Luckily, you know, they can usually take over what they need to with it. But yeah, any, anywhere that you see somebody struggling, or you can talk to some of the crew members, Watermelon Head might actually be able to, to find out a good spot for you. Awesome. I'll go look into that. Thank oh. you. Hey, I actually hand her my hat. This to the little one. The captain on the other ship's not going to be needing it anymore. I'm, I'm not sure how comfortable I am giving a dead man's hat to my daughter, but I'll think about it. Thank you. So we'll leave that there. She, she she sort of gets a little bit quiet and thoughtful, which is as much as a dismissal as she's going to give out. Uh, I'll, I'm going to go where I can jump in to help the crew. Okay, and, and there's there's some sailors out there that, you know, you see a, a guy doing a two-man job, and so you jump in there and help, and, and with your knowledge that you've gained. Actually, roll me a perception check real quick. Perception check? Mm-hmm. Perception check. That is going to be a 14. Alright, as you're you're working with the crew and you're moving around, you notice that the guy who taught you the ropes literally is not there. It's one of the guys that died? Yeah. Damn. That's, that sucks. It does sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so we'll move on to Allegrax. You wanted to go check on Bergston, correct? Yes. Yes. Alright, so you make your way, as, as the other sort of split off, you make your way below decks, all the way to the back of the boat, and the the door 
to Bergston's and Bergston and Mumsy's room is is closed, as is Parid's door across the hallway. Interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock on the door to Bergston's room. All right. I'm gonna do some sound effects. Watch this. Whoa. Right. Okay. Just like Andrew, Mike, whoever's doing this one, just cut that out. Just that was garbage. So that's staying there. <laughs> it's gonna be amplified now. No. Why? I'm gonna change my password. So, anyways, you knock on the door and you hear silence for a second, and then you hear "Hello, hello." And the door creaks open a second, and you see a, a sort of sort of scared-looking Mumsy open the door, and she says, "Oh." Hello, how can I help you? Uh, yes, I um, just wanted to check in on your son, Buxton. He seemed rather worse for wear last I saw him. I will tell you, that's actually your husband. Oh, your, your husband, Buxton? Yeah. Oh, yes, um, well, come, come right in, please. You see, and she leads you into the room. You see, he's, he's doing much better after your friend, um, the, the fiery gray one. Um, what's his name? Carly. No, the fiery, the gray, the male, the guy. Yes, that was, I believe that was Carly. He, oh, I'm sorry, her name is Carly. Sorry about that, of course. No, no, um, he's rather feminine, but... Uh, oh, oh, his name is, is Carly, really? Okay, yes, well, it, you know... Don't make fun of him. I, absolutely not, not he's after this, no. No, I would never make fun of him. <laughs> Due to some out-of-character context, I would know that made him super mad. So... Bergston is doing so much better and she leads you over to Bergston who he's laying on the bed but he's he's like laying upright and he's eating uh, what looks to be like a little bit of stew or soup or something and uh, he goes oh hello there hello oh thank god I'm sorry so what was your name again I didn't get it at first so name's Allegrex Allegrex perfect I am so grateful everything you have done for me and my mumsy and he and he looks at her and grabs her hand and you guys you you saved us from those awful fish people if there's anything we can do to repay your kind generosity please don't hesitate to ask uh, i certainly will not forget that but we're simply doing our jobs we're happy that i'm, I'm very happy to see that you're doing better much better, thank you. And thank Carly, was it? Yes, thank him very much for me. Or, or I, you know what? I might actually be able to come up to and And he starts to get off the bed. And Mumsy says, no, no, dear, please, please, just rest. Rest if you can, please. And he's like, oh, it's with this woman, you know. She loves me so much, but sometimes it can be smothering. And, and they sort of smile and laugh at each other. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much for checking on me. I'm doing much better now. Thank you, but send my regards to your... F I almost said flaming friend. Um, to your to your smoky friend. He was... He saved our lives. And, and Parid's as well. Parid was in trouble. Par oh my god, Parid also saved our life. Oh, it was amazing. Parid just jumped into action. Oh, oh, bless you people. Quite impressive, but... We're... I'll definitely make sure to carry the message. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Very well, then I'll... I suppose I'll leave you to your recovery. Oh, I appreciate it. The cook made a lovely stew tonight. You have to try it. It's fantastic. Not going to ask what meat it is. <laughs> but it is delicious. Absolutely delicious. Check in with him. He'll definitely get you started. 
be sure to do that. You take care of yourself. Thank you. You do the same. And Mumsy says, "Thank you so much, sir. Thank you." And um, it is my you know, walks you out of the room and, and gently closes the door behind you. Nice. That's all I wanted to do. Okay, cool. Oliver, we will jump over to you real quick. You are brooding on the edge of the boat, basically looking out into the sea. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. And and also, I mean, anywhere that I am needed. Like, I, I know the crew's short and stuff. Like, I'm not like, really experienced, but I am going to just do anything that I can to help. Just come up, you know, anyone that needs a hand, I'll help them out. Okay. They they look like they're they're handling it pretty well. And with rain jumping in there, you know, once you get a boat sort of set, it's set, you know, it, and, and they got everything together and, and most of the crew is beginning to head down to the galley and eat some food. But as you're sort of looking to be busy, Watermelon Head walks up to you with Philomena, you know, right behind him, basically <laughs> almost on his heels, literally. And he, he just sort of stands next to you for a moment, not looking at you, doesn't really acknowledge you, just sort of looking out onto the ocean. And the sun is, is beginning to set at this time, and there's a, a brilliant display of, you know, deep orange and, and blue slowly receding into purple. And the stars are beginning to come out. You can see some of the, the larger ones hooking up and around. He just goes, rough day. Yeah, you got that right, big fella. And he sits there for a second, just sort of stares out, pretty it sure is i can't imagine being out here all the time and seeing this every night it's got to be amazing yes yes and he says uh, he sits there for a moment longer just leaning on the rail staring out towards the sunset thanks and then he stands up and walks away philomena right beside him she goes thanks scary man <laughs> I just giggled to myself and waved to Philomena. All right! <laughs> Bye, scary man! <laughs> How long does uh, did that dancing watermelon head last, by the way? Uh, it just says for a time, so probably quite a long time. Oh, man, that would have been so funny if we were having a heart-to-heart, -heart, like, <laughs> and that thing's going crazy on his shoulder. Hey everyone, Mike again. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and showing your support. We see you guys out there and we are very, very grateful. If you like what we do here, let us know by rating and reviewing us on iTunes, tweeting at us at LastNerdsEarth, and following our Facebook and Instagram, which can be found at LastNerdsOnEarth. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.